Today is Mother's Day, and so often we pretend that this is the only time we remember moms, but we do that constantly. We let our moms know we love them. We're reminded in the middle of the day when we get to an almost impossible situation to solve, we remember how our, our moms would just glide through those situations. Now, my life changed June the 30th, 1993, when my mom went to heaven, but she's still a part of my life. She impacts much of what I believe and say. She changed me by her prayers because she didn't simply pray to, to put together a, a, a grammatically correct statement to God. She prayed to a God that she knew very well. and She could look back over the years how he manifested his reality in her life. And I listened to that and watched it and, and it changed me. Now, granted, there were preachers that impacted me, but none to the level that my mom did. And I'll never forget that until I'm in heaven with her. And I really believe she'll introduce me to Jesus the second time because she did the first time. Now, you know, it's unusual in the world that we live in because in a post-Christian era, people don't really believe in the structured family. They're trying to destroy it. But with all their efforts and their intentions of evil, they'll never take apart what God has put together. And without a virtuous mom caring about the family, the world will never change. The reality is we're all impacted by our mothers and, and those around us who have treated us as if we were their child. And they've loved us and they guide us and they give us hope. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And one of the ways we're transformed is by listening to the words of our moms. I sat with a friend at a lecture at Georgia Tech when I was about 19 years old. I, I went because I just simply wanted to hear several of the greatest minds ever lecture there. And into the third lecture, I did not realize who the third professor was that was speaking there, but he was a very prominent atheist uh, out of University of Chicago. And he put forth an hour's lecture tearing apart the idea of God, taking it apart systematically. He was a, what they call a post-structuralist thinker, and he loved to deconstruct people's idea of God. And he did it rather effectively. But as he finished, and others were so amazed by him, a person to my right commented, well, that, that kind of settles the whole issue of God, doesn't it? And his companion sitting with him said this. He said, you know, until that man spends 30 days with my mother and realizes who Jesus really is, he's going to be in desperation. He's going to be sad. We all learn from our parents the depth of what Jesus really means to us. And because of that, we're changed. You know, I believe that we need to understand the power and the person of a mom. I looked at the, the, the three moms standing up here with your babies, and, and, and I can't help but look back and remember when you were just around here. You just would come through the office, and, and Allie, you, you worked in the office with us at one time, and her greatest concern was that her dog was taken care of when she was here. And now she's a great mom and, and loving it. 
and doing so much, there's something in the nature of God that gives us the understanding of who a mother is. And we need to realize today the importance of that. I want to point out a couple of qualities that are mentioned here in this passage because we read the virtuous woman and we look and get exhausted. This, this woman did everything. But she lived in a day when many things that were worth having were handmade and they were made in the household. And I'm so amazed when I listen to this and what she accomplished, I wonder how. It says she was trustworthy and devoted. She had her husband's confidence. Remember, when two people marry, they become one. And confidence means that you understand and you operate under that oneness together. One person cannot make the decision. It's made together. It says she is a woman of diligence and wisdom. She's a wise shopper. That's tough to do some days. She is a giving person. She's sacrificial. And you know, by nature, mom has to be that way because she gives herself away constantly to her children. She's dependable. Good weather or bad. Happy days or sad days. Play days and hard work days. She's there. She's dependable. You know that she will provide what is needed. You know, the strange thing about being a mom is you can't take a day off, can you? In fact, the days you're, you're most tired, is it may be the time that your children demand the most of you. But somehow God gives you that extra energy, that ability to just sacrifice for them. But lastly, it says she's a woman who loves the Lord. Anybody can read a book or listen to a CD or watch a, a program and hear about Jesus. But I'd a lot rather watch what Jesus can do. The demonstration of Christ in the life of a mom convinces most of us that Jesus is real. And that's how we understand who he is. But I want to echo a little bit beyond this. Because what's described here in, in the Proverbs is not an average woman. It's Wonder Woman. And that's what any mother really is. Because how she gives and constantly gives is amazing to me. When I was five years old, my mother had cancer. She had it for the 29 years after that. I cannot recall one time of her ever talking about her cancer. Ever. She outlived three of her cancer doctors. And just before she developed dementia, she got a new doctor, and he looked her in the face and he said, Miss Light, I hesitate to take you on as a patient. You buried more doctors than I can imagine. But what kept her alive through cancer and all the different difficulties of life was her faith. The last word she said in this world was, Jesus, I need you. She understood the importance of that. That she could never be the mother that she wanted to be and, and desired to be without him. But I want to think about several things quickly to you that I see from this. Number one, look, look at motherhood and femininity with respect. Now, let me remind you, femininity is a word that's very important. Feminist is not what I'm talking about. That's a political movement. 
Moms are the first ladies that we get to know in life and we admire. They teach us why God made them as he did. And he gave them gifts that no one else has. As I said before, he blesses them with abilities beyond understanding. It is obvious that Satan understood the role of the mother and the power that she held in her grasp because the first temptation that Satan had was aimed at mother, at a woman. He wanted to destroy the family, and he's busy at it in these days. But you can hold the family together in your faith, Mom. You can keep the family focused. I posted something yesterday on my Facebook site. Didn't know I was going to get so many reactions. Even had five phone calls last night from friends back in Georgia about it. But I put this down because I, I look at the world that we live in over the last 12 to 13 months, and it's different. And I put this down. Normal isn't coming back, but Jesus is. What should you live for? What should, should you work toward? Get your priorities straight. Don't grumble and gripe about the fact that the world isn't the way what you were used to. It never will be. The reality is, Jesus is our future. And more and more, we are pushed in that direction with Him. For roughly nine months, the baby rests in absolute solitude and safety in the womb of the mother. Is nurtured, provided for, felt safe. Everything is there for that baby. But the day comes that God determines that it's time for that baby to move forward. And it faces the greatest crisis that it'll ever face. I'm told by doctors that the nearest that a human will ever come to death in their lifetime is when they're born. I can't imagine or fathom what it would be like as the birthing pangs begin and the baby is forced out of that solitude and safety. But the reality is that baby doesn't understand then that there's a mother protecting it that wants to embrace it. There's a mother that's feeding it that wants to feed it truth. There's a mother that's sheltering that baby that that child needs to look at face to face and be changed by. And that is so important. You see, what the mother teaches the child after it's born is so powerfully important. Romans 12 tells us that, that we're not to be conformed to this world, as I said earlier. And the reality is we more and more become like it. But our mothers teach us that this world is not our home. That there's something better far ahead. And there's something we need to have faith in. But secondly, I want you to understand the importance of protecting moms. Your commitment and purity to holiness makes a statement to the world that, that no man can ever make. The mother handles literally the beauty of all that God has created in her heart and in her life. And you teach that to your children. And it is so important for you to do that. 2 Timothy 3 says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves. And we're there. We're there where people are blasphemers. They're proud. They're boasters. They love money more than they love themselves. They're evil. 
I'm so thankful we have godly moms that stand up for truth. Because what you say and what you live makes all the difference. What do you think this does to a woman who by the very nature of her creation is geared in needing love and affection and reassurance when she's in a world when it seems like so many people care about themselves and no one else? The mother's the giver of that love, and she's the one that sacrifices. And today it's sad to look about and understand that as the men fall, morally and spiritually, the women are left desolate with no one to stand beside them. God meant for a family to nurture children. And we have a way of gathering around a single mom and loving them through that. But the ideal is a a mom and a dad being there. And that is so important for us to understand today. The family unit is the last bastion of hope before a world that is absolutely crumbling. We are in the latter days of the Greek Empire in the mighty Roman Empire. that collapsed because of immorality and indecency and took apart the family systematically and destroyed them. And realize this, wives and mothers set the pace for the family. They determine what what we become. They are the ones that, that establish truth to us. They're the ones that very kindly look over at the dad as he picks up his fork and dives into the steak and says, why don't we thank the Lord for this steak before we eat it? The mom is the one that, that dresses the children when they say they don't want to go to church and she wants them to be in church because she knows that that's the best place for them to encounter their Savior. For she alone is not the only one that plants the seeds of hope. It's the mom that gathers the family together and gets them all looking almost human to have a picture made once a year because she knows that down the road those will be the cherished gifts of the next generation in an amazing way. It is so important to do that. It is a mom who brings her family together in a crisis and hugs them and cries with them and shares those tears because she knows that she's emulating a person of hope for there is a time to cry and weep and there's a time to stand up and move forward. Only a mom can do that. Moms, do you find yourself sometimes so busy that you don't even take time to take care of you? Some moms are so busy entertaining friends that you bring into the house that she doesn't think about herself. Mother's Day is a time that, uh, as, as one woman told me years ago, she said, it's a time when I can't wear anything but comfortable shoes because I'll be in line at the restaurant for two hours to eat. And sometimes kids have to learn that that's the day we cook the meal and we wait on our mom. Albeit, many moms really don't like being waited on because they feel that that's their responsibility. No, moms are special. They've changed all of us and and we will continue to be changed. And I'm inspired and impressed when I look at at the, the, the new mothers in our church and how they deal with their children and how they love them and how they seem to just continue to grow and expand in their ability to reach out to them and give them hope. Spiritual maturity comes by the experiences in life we have and, and the greatest experience is that of a mom and what she gives to her children. 
One of my favorite stories is about a theologian and preacher of a different age, Dr. G. Campbell Morgan, one of the people I love to read about his family because they were just amazing. G. Campbell Morgan had four sons, and they all became preachers, and he was still preaching when all four of them held pulpits in England. And one time, a, a man came in to interview them to write an article in the paper. And he looked at the youngest son there, and he said this. He said, which one of you is the best preacher? It took him about a half second to look and say, he said, oh, there's no doubt about that, our mother. Because she's preached to all of us, including dad, and we've heard it. We forget that it's not just men that preach, it's moms that preach. And moms continue to do that. And they make sure that you understand that you're loved all the days of your life. There's a mom many years ago that gave birth in the wilderness of Ohio. Her name was Nancy Matthews Elliott. It was 1847. It was very cold that, that year. Her son was birthed alone because the doctor could not get to their, their house that was outside of town. And she was so concerned about her son. Tommy was different. Tommy didn't seem to enjoy being with other children. Tommy was the, the seventh of her children, the last that she would have. And, and she loved him dearly, but he was just different. He went to school, and after about three weeks in school, the teacher sent him home with a note pinned to his shirt that said, Your son has a learning problem. In fact, he's just dumb, and I don't think we can do anything with him. The mom sent a letter back to the teacher and said this. She said, you just don't understand how to teach a child. I'll take over now. And she did. She taught him well. At age 11, he lost his hearing, had scarlet fever, and it made things much tougher. If they had the diagnosis in that day, they would have said he was he was. ADHD, or really more than that, he was HD ADHD. He was high-definition ADHD. He wouldn't stay still. He was constantly moving and reading and studying and wanting to find things out. And, and his mom could not get him moving in the right direction. But you can be thankful for this dear lady and what she did in the life of her son Tommy. Because before he was middle-aged, he was considered the greatest inventor in American history. Because Tommy, Thomas Alva Edison, developed some of the greatest devices we have, and one of them I'm enjoying right now. Because there are lights in this room. He created ideas in electric power generation, mass communication, sound recording, motion pictures, the phonograph, the motion picture camera, and the electric light bulb. All of these things... He established. he established the first industrial research laboratory. He invented and filed over 1,093 patents in the U.S. Patent Office and over 400 in other countries. As great as he was, and with all the accomplishments this man found in his life, if there hadn't been a Nancy Matthews Elliott Edison, we would all be in the dark because she didn't give up on her son she didn't expect the words of a frustrated teacher she believed just as God expects every mom to believe and hope and I pray that you have that belief today let us pray
Father, I thank you that through your Holy Spirit we understand the importance of moms, the sacrifices they make, not just the sacrifice in pregnancy and birthing, but the sacrifice they make every day when they give and give continuously and sacrifice. Thank you for that, Lord. And thank you for teaching moms how to do that, for they are the mirror and the picture of who you are to all of us. Now, Lord, I pray that if there's someone at this time of, of commitment that we make here during the invitation, someone that needs to make a decision, someone that needs to come forward and join the church, someone that needs to make a public profession of faith, someone that needs to be baptized, no greater gift could be offered to moms today than for someone to come forward and say, I need Jesus in my heart, and I need to be baptized, or I need, I need to join the church. Lord, speak to someone today, and may they be found faithful as you call them forward. For we pray this in your holy name, Lord. Amen.